Hello, and welcome to Live Well with Jacqueline, the podcast. I'm so glad that you're here. Can, can you hear the smile in my, in my voice? <laughs> it's because I'm recording this episode from sunny Florida. As a matter of fact, the next several episodes will be recorded from here as Jonathan and I are renting a home down in Marco Island. And I just, kids, I'm, I'm a beach girl. I'm a sand, I'm a sun, I'm a give me that. Within the first 48 hours, I, my frown was turned upside down. <laughs> Is that cheesy? Totally, Jacqueline. But I have to tell you, the sun fucking affects me. When I am, when it's gray, when it's cold. Yeah, and don't tell me, oh, but you're from Wisconsin. No, I do not like the cold. I don't like the snow. I've been trying to leave for a long time, okay? <laughs> so the best we got is being able to escape for a period of time. So that's why we're here, and I'm psyched. Um, I wish I could pa- I wish I could package the sun, just send it back to all of you who are still struggling in this cold and gray. I know how it is. I mean, you guys, I usually get pretty depressive episodes happening like January through March. That's no secret. And so Jonathan and I really talk a lot about mental health and what it means to take care of ourselves and how we can support each other in that. And that's honestly how we've ended up landing in doing this excursion. I'm very fortunate enough to be able to work from anywhere since I retired from chiropractic and do full-time health coaching now. So it feels really fantastic to be able to still contribute to society in a way that is super meaningful and incredible. And then also just take care of myself. Explore, you know, another side of mine and Jonathan's relationship when we get to get out of cold, dreary New England and get to reconnect on another level outside of yelling at each other about who's going to snowblow and who's going to shovel because that shit really does happen. P.S. Jonathan and I got married here in Marco Island six years ago uh, in April. I know. This place has changed, you guys, since we were here. It was such kind of a sleepy, kind of older person beach town. It is bananas right now. It certainly doesn't help that it's school vacation week, so it's very busy. But I am just thrilled that we have this time away. We are very blessed and fortunate to be able to do this. I'm doing a rip from the headlines again for you guys. I think you're going to like this one because it's sharing with you a returning client. So let's break that down for a second. You can always come back and coach with me again. Do not be embarrassed. Don't be wondering, oh my gosh, is she going to judge me? Or, oh, I didn't keep it up. Or I couldn't maintain. Nobody fucking cares about that. Okay. What I care about is helping you. And I actually love returning clients. Let me tell you why. Returning clients get it. They get a lot of it. The, The understanding macros pieces out of the way, the bumpy parts of having to understand and learn my fitness pal or whatever tracking app you're using are out of the way. So basically the learning curve that often takes about four to six weeks, yes, it does take that amount of time, 
and knowing what foods have what values are out of the way. The deeper work is actually where people are needing to apply themselves a little bit more. But when people come back, they're ready to fucking do it. I I don't like people wasting my time. Whoa. I know I said it, come on. But seriously, I just don't. And that's why I only take a handful of coaching clients at a time now because I only want you if you're ready and willing to really do the work. I'm not here to babysit you. I'm here to be your accountability partner for you to show up. So life happens, right? (sighs) Last year was really tough for so many of us. And a lot of times clients will gain some weight back or they'll see some results happening that they're not exactly thrilled with. And that's when they'll lean back in for some extra support. That's fucking awesome. Thank you. Can I give you a clap up and a pat on the back and a monster fucking hug because that's such incredible self-awareness for you to say, you know what? I'm struggling right now. I need this help and I want this help and I'm ready to do it. All right. So let's bring it back. Here is this mama of two who's a nurse, by the way, shout out to all my first line people who are giving it up because this is not, you're still here two years deep into this pandemic, taking care of these people that is no easy task. So of course she's like, can I please get some extra help? Come on in mama. I got you. All right. So I want to explain to you why she's asking for help right now. So she has been tracking macros. She's lost weight. Okay. However, she said, I have these macro numbers, but I don't really follow them and I don't really stay in my calorie deficit. I see this happen all the time. And she knows what she's doing. Okay, she has awareness, but I'm going to just really give you real talk here. If you have macro targets and a calorie deficit and you're quote unquote kind of tracking, you're also kind of not losing weight or changing your body composition. And you're going to feel like you're spinning your tires in the mud. It's just bullshit. Why even do it? So now you're wasting this mental energy, this physical energy of entering, but you're not even staying on track. So what's the point? Just don't do that. (laughs) Just take a break. Now, I'm more of the team where, hey, live in maintenance land for most of the year, but when you want to do a calorie deficit, don't fuck around and just show up and do the work. Hit it hard and heavy, hit it for a short period of time and track everything. This girl also says, listen, I'm kind of, I have these tra- I have these numbers. I'm kind of tracking during the week, not really hitting them. Probably going over my calories, and I'm not tracking on the weekends. And I know I'm blowing it out of the water. So there's two things that are happening here. Number one, she's not really following her numbers, even though she's tracking during the week. So we know she's not seeing a calorie deficit because she told me she's not. And on the weekends, can you hear Frank though? Frankie's loving this son. He's like, oh, this is the best, best mama. Thank you so much for bringing me to Florida. On the weekends, she's blowing it out of the water. Okay. So when I hear that from a client, which thank you for being honest with me, because if you don't tell me that shit, I cannot coach you properly. When you give me that feedback, I can see it. I can understand it. And then I can give you options And then we can decide together 
what's going to be best for you. And that's exactly what I'm sharing with you in this podcast today because I'm writing this back to her saying, hey girl, here's three options for you. Which one do you think is best based on the information you just gave me? And I'm gonna read exactly what I wrote to you. I'm so glad that you're excited and I'm glad that you're ready to lean in because five weeks is going to go by in a flash, but let's really make it work for you. This means I want you to track every single thing. The bonus of us working together now is that you really understand how critical the nutrition piece is and how you can operate my fitness pal and weigh and measure food. This is why I love coaching clients who come back. You already have that learning curve figured out. She also said to me in this message when she reached back out, she's like, yeah, so I really now understand how important the nutrition piece really is. Some people just don't fucking get it. A lot of people don't get it. They're like... But if I work out a lot and I kind of pay attention to my nutrition, I'm going to be fine. No, actually. It is 90% nutrition. And that hurts to hear. It hurts to hear because your girl loves tacos and donuts and ice cream and pizza. And when you really want to lock and load, those things can be a part of your plan, but they are fewer and far between. And it's just the reality. Okay? So when you finally get crystal clear and you're like, okay, my nutrition has to be front and center and my fitness is like a bonus to that, yes. Okay? So she's ready and she's not going to lie about that to herself anymore because sometimes we put on that sheet over, we kind of like put like, like we hide underneath the sheet. We kind of can see through a little bit, but not. You're like, well, I'll pay attention to my nutrition like 75, 80% of the time. Well, you're going to get 75, 80% of the results. And this girl wasn't even doing that because the weekends were 80%, right? 20% gone. And then during the week, she was, you know, not hitting her number. So she's probably like 50-50. Of course, you're not going to make the results. That's okay, though. Again, she has the awareness. All right, coming back. Again, some hard truths. Your macros won't work for you if you ignore them. (laughs) I could be so brutal. But I come with love. And if you ignore the calorie deficit, that's just going to be your biggest downfall. Let's say you even track all five days spot on with your macros and your calorie deficit, but you ignore the weekends, you can erase your entire deficit in two overindulgent days. That will make you feel like you're spinning your tires in the mud and you'll get super frustrated. So I'm going to give you three options and let me know what you want to do. Option one, you can have the same calories and macros every single day. I'm going to increase your numbers a little bit because she was tracking something before, but she told me she was constantly going over. When I hear that, I'm thinking, all right, well, why would you try to work with numbers that you're never hitting? Let's bump up your numbers a little bit, give you more calories to eat, and then you're going to be more compliant because you might not be feeling good and you're constantly fighting these lower numbers. So why? Why don't we give you numbers that you're going to hit consistently See if you're making results and then tweak from there, okay? Number one thing overall, over anything, is always what will you be compliant with? Meaning what will you stick with? What will you be consistent with? What are you willing to do? If you're willing to be more consistent with a higher calorie account with a smaller deficit versus like a deeper deficit then do the higher deficit and take a little bit longer. 
If you're like, no, I'm ready to be in a little uncomfortable and do a deeper deficit for a shorter period of time, I can commit to that knowing in six weeks like I'm out of this thing, then do that. But you got to be honest with yourself. Don't do it half-assed. Okay, number two. A 5-2 split where you have lower calories and macros during the week, which could be easier for the two days that you have a 12-hour shift at work and then more calories on the weekends where you're possibly enjoying more indulgent foods with your family, date nights, etc. So let's break this down. She told me about her lifestyle, all right? She said, I have these two 12-hour shifts. She's a nurse. She's on her feet. So this means, you know, she's not working from home. She's not having the kitchen in her face. She's busy running around. Now, listen, I get the nurse's station can be like, (laughs) I know what happens at nurse's stations. And if you don't, let me tell you, there's a lot of cookies. There's a lot of baked goods. There's a lot of candies. That stuff is all very tempting, especially when you're like feeling stressed and having intense experiences in such a trying time. Okay. But she's busy. So that could work to her advantage. And that, in addition to being focused during the week, we can then give her higher calories on the weekends because she's telling me that she's not tracking on the weekends. She's resisting to that. So I'm I'm listening to what she's telling me. I'm going to try to give her this option as well. Because some people do really, really well when they know if they're locked and loaded with a bigger deficit during the week, they have more calories to play with on the weekends because that's more their lifestyle. They're willing to be more compliant during the week because they have more wiggle room on the weekends, okay? Now, some people might not like that because there's two different sets of numbers and that might feel confusing to them. But you can set it up easily in my fitness pal because it gives you options for different calories on different days, okay? Number three, Same calories and macros every single day, but one meal per week can be an untracked meal. Note, this is not a cheat meal. We never use that term, nor is it a free-for-all. It is simply a meal where you don't have to track or be worried or have the energy and you can feel a bit more relaxed. Let's say you're going out to dinner with the hubby and it's a steakhouse and this is where you might choose to have one piece of bread from the bread basket or one glass of wine or share a dessert with the three bite rule but not all three. And you don't have to worry about entering it or guessing like what that creme brulee was in my fitness pal, okay? You can just have that mind space cleared and enjoy your freaking date night. What this does is it eases the mind and it allows you to be consistent and track everything else during the week, knowing that you have a date night or an event or one meal that gets to be untracked. A lot of times that will help people be compliant during the entire week because they know they have that one time where they can just be chill. Let me know what works best for you. So let's recap. She can have the same calories and macros every single day and just be in a nice moderate deficit, but she's got to track every single day and she has to hit the numbers. Number two, we can have a 5-2 split where she can have the same macros and calories during the weekday, which could work to her advantage because she has two 12-hour shifts that work. And then on the weekends, she can have higher calories and macros 
because she's going to be out with her family. She might be having a date night. And she's also not tracking right now on the weekends. So this might allow her to be compliant with tracking on the weekends because she has a higher calorie amount. And she isn't avoiding because she ate a pizza or had some Oreos or had more wine. Okay. Number three, same calories and macros every single day, seven days a week, but one free meal or untracked meal, which will allow her to feel more compliant during the week, knowing she has one free meal later on. I want you to understand that there's options when it comes to tracking macros and overall calories. There's no one size fits all. There's also not a, this worked for me before and so let's do this again. Maybe your lifestyle changed. Maybe you got a different job. Maybe you tracked and realized you were so fucking miserable the way you were doing it before. Hint, hint, this was me. And then it wasn't working. And so you had to shift things around and move things. And then you found a way that you could be more consistent, more compliant, and actually you found it to be more enjoyable. For me, I was tracking six small mixed meals a day, eating tiny, tiny amounts very frequently, but I was doing it and I hated it. (laughs) Was I getting results? Yes. Was I miserable? Yes. Was I eating cereal in the middle of the night? Yes. (laughs) And then I was like, hmm, something's wrong here, but I'm following the rules. And then when I finally realized, oh man, I like eating more calories at the end of the day, feeling more full, eating bigger meals, and still hitting my numbers, that's when the game changed for me. But I had to have those lived experiences. That was me being like a return client, coming back, having that experience, and saying, hey, I want to do this again but let's do it a little differently this time. So if you have a coach and you're coaching, but you're not sharing that kind of information with them, let me implore you to please reach out and say, hey, listen, I'm struggling. Or I don't know if this is an option, but give them that feedback. If you don't lean into your coaching and you don't share that kind of information, you're never gonna get the progress that you want. You're never gonna get the most out of your coaching experience. And you're just gonna feel frustrated And then you might just even throw in the towel and give up before you even know what your, all of your options are. Okay. You guys, if you found this episode helpful, can you share it with somebody? I really like to get into the ears of so many people. Also, if you don't mind, could you rate review or subscribe? Thank you so much for tuning in to live well with Jacqueline, the podcast. Have a great day.